Welcome. Today on Alathia Radio, addiction, getting to the root cause. And in today's news, someone attempts to murder Justice Kavanaugh, and Matthew McConaughey speaks out at the White House. This is Off the Books. What's up, people? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to Alathia Radio. Welcome to Alathia Radio. How is it going? How's everybody going? So, uh, how are you guys doing this week? I'm doing great. Awesome. Ray's awesome. here. Ray is here again. Caesar's here. I'm, I'm here. here. We're all, all here. Time. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Welcome. So, so yeah. So, we've got. Uh, we're going to talk about addiction today. We're going to talk about which yeah. is a topic very near and dear to me. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to get into that, and uh, and we're going to get into some current events first. Okay. What uh, do you want to talk about first? Uh, Kavanaugh? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was pretty bizarre. So apparently this week, um, actually, I have a little bit on it right here, which I, which is pretty interesting. Oh, no, I'm going the wrong way. Oh, technology. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so apparently what happened uh, this week was there was a... There was a guy who they caught him before he went to the house. He was trying to actually kill Justice Kavanaugh, which I find, uh, I mean, his, his causes are ironic. But let's let's see. Um, I think it was just like an armed guy that was close by, right? And then they... they well, his intent was... His he intent. Said, he said it was his yeah, intent, he right? Said, so, uh, yeah. so I got something here from the Daily Wire. It says, the criminal complaint against the man who allegedly wanted to assassinate the Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was released on Wednesday, only hours after he was arrested. The offense description from the United States District Court of the state of Maryland stated attempts to kidnap or murder or threatens to assault or kidnap or murder a United States judge to wit a current justice of the United States Supreme Court. Uh, the complaint named the alleged assailant as Nicholas John Rosk and he stated as uh, he called the Montgomery County Emergency Communication Center telling them that he was having suicidal thoughts and a firearm in his suitcase. Yeah and you know what he told the officer? What? Uh, he wanted to give his life purpose. Yeah, which honestly, we were just talking about that last week about purpose. But I find it ironic. His reasoning behind uh, going to kill Justice Kavanaugh was uh, was his views on gun control, says the guy who's carrying a gun, a knife, and all sorts of murder weapons, and uh, his stand on abortion. So I can understand, uh, I can't understand yeah. why he would be so gun-ho for abortion, He's a man, technically, by societal standards. He can't speak on that. Really? <laughs> well, well. Yeah, well. Well, that's that's that's, that's a, Yeah, exactly. That's the standard. Exactly. I mean, listen, I, I don't want to make light of a terrible situation, but I think the fact that he was just released hours after just goes to state, show you. Like, mind you, this guy said he was going to, he was going to kill him. He came with things and, to kill him, and he said that this he felt that this would give his life purpose. And he was suicidal, and they released him. Right, they care that, about you. That's that's justice. I mean, I think um, that happened here in New York. That happens here in New York a lot. It happens all the time. All the time, and um, the mayor of of New York City actually Eric just Adams. Yeah, he yeah. just went down to Albany. To fight for that, he he made a statement basically saying that enough is enough. We need to do something about the criminal justice system because yeah. because 
the gun the the we do we can do stuff about gun laws, but if we don't do anything about that, the ones that are not following the law and getting illegal firearms, they're they're being arrested, being let out, and still doing the shooting. He said they're more they're actually more likely now to commit that crime than than they were before. So now he said what uh, Adam said was that. Nobody's taking the justice system seriously. Well, you know, like, and listen, I don't agree with a lot of the things that um, that Eric Adams uh, says. No, but the point but was, he, he went, he, he's yeah, right he, about that. He went to Albany, and he's a he's a Democratic mayor. Yeah, and and New York is 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 full powered uh, Democrats in Albany, and he went down there, and they shot him down. Yeah, well, that's that's evidence. That's evidence of. of of what the truth really is. I mean, if you can't see that, you're not looking for truth. I mean, if you say you want to help people that are um, that are that are struggling, well, the one thing that you can do is is uh, put forward legislation that's going to protect people from these things happening and get to what we're going to talk about today, the root uh, cause of the problem. That's the most important. What do that's you think about all this, Mr. Ray? What I find uh, kind of goofy and ironic of the whole thing. Oh, I hear music there. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just... I thought it was in my head. I'm all <laughs> so over So anyways, the they want to take guns away from people that are legitimately registering them, coming forward with them. Yeah. But allow everybody... Because criminals aren't going to go and register their guns. Yeah, no. No. And then with the southern border opening, how many guns are coming across the border oh, on a well, daily basis? And th- th- those aren't guns on the books or anything. No. So they don't want to go after any of that. They just want to go after people that have them um, that are responsible and register them. Yeah. And you see, and that's a that's a weird thing because I mean, ultimately, guns are instruments of death, but they can prevent more death from happening in the right hands. Well, they're and a tool. If you some people well, look at them as I a mean, weapon, but listen, they some people are. look at them as tools. Well, they are, but but here's the thing. I mean, regardless, the language, the language still comes down to an ultimate thing. Listen, they are tools of death. They're made to kill. Now, I don't want anybody to die, but also I don't want anybody to put themselves in a position to die. So, how about we start by uh, by really having conversations of why we put ourselves in position to die? You know. I think that's the most important. Well, or thing. take a life. I mean, like this guy that or, went, oh, yeah. was going or after Kavanaugh. I mean, he's he he felt that taking a life would give him purpose. I mean, I think that's a lot of these mass shootings. Is you know the what, what purpose did they have besides that that would exactly. give them some sort? Well, you of have purpose. the news and the media constantly going off on someone like a Kavanaugh, even other politicians. Oh, Kavanaugh. Hell's coming down on you. Remember when oh, Schumer uh, did that? Schumer, yeah, yeah. No, but but they're constantly on the one side. They're rousing well, people it. into an anger, hatred, <clears throat> slash riotous side. But then they point at conservative people and say, well, oh, no, you're the problem. Well, but because there they are riling everybody up on the other well, side. That's because the language has been so skewed behind it. And, and what I mean by that is, like, for example... Like, uh, like, for example, like a conservative. People say conservative uh, in two different respects. Number one, you want to keep the world in the Stone Age. That's, that's their argument, number one. Number two, um, they're looking at conservatives as they, that we're looking to conserve a way that doesn't work anymore. Well, my argument is this. Look at 
look at the way things are working right now. How's that? The going? way the way <laughs> you know? the way a Christian should look at it is well. That's we're the point. And we're not it more. It's we're a preservative. Well, think about yes. this. Not a conservative. We're be the preservative. Salt of the we're, we're the just, salt of the earth. Look, the guns aren't the main issue. It's their agenda behind the guns. Yeah, well, I don't so, want to get too into that because no, no, we're no, actually going to talk about that the, today. Yeah. Real quick, with the governments. Yeah. So if you take a look at, at Germany, Nazi Germany. Well, historically, they, anybody. They took, else, yeah. they took all the guns away from the people. Uh, Russia, before they became communist Russia, took mm-hmm. all guns away from the people. The Chinese, before they became communist China, disarmed all their people. Yeah. Cuba, when they became communist, they disarmed all their people. Venezuela, when they took over, yeah, as it's a pattern. They disarmed pattern. all their yeah. people. Yeah, that's going to be difficult here because I mean, I, there's a lot of people that that stand for. But it's an agenda that bigger yeah. than bigger oh, yeah. than that. Well, I mean, th- I think we all have an agenda. Like I have an agenda. My agenda, honestly, is is uh, to spread truth. My agenda search for is truth. search for truth uh, and to get to look at things from all aspects and to discover things that offend me and to wonder why they offend me. But the problem that we're having is we're not getting people that are looking to search that far to the point of offense. Before the offense happens, they duck away from them and they isolate themselves. And this is the condition of the heart. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of what we're going to speak about uh, uh, tonight is addiction and we, where we 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 kind of seem to always. Um, try to medicate the uh, symptom rather than actually going after the problem. It's the same thing with the gun issue. It's the same thing mm-hmm. with the same thing with the drug issue. I mean, instead of you know um, tackling the root of the problem, we go after um, some ominous uh, issue that really is is the surface of what's going on. It's really not going to handle it. So, I mean, um, in addiction wise, you know. Um, how does that relate? Well, well, addiction, I mean, speaking from personal experience, I mean, I, I had a, a serious drug problem. I, I let it devastate my life. And I know uh, the one thing that, um, that I spoke about recently in the men's group uh, fight club that we have is that uh, it's, yeah, it's called Fight Club. Is it really? Yes, okay. yes. Because, the, you know, hey, listen, the fight is not ours, but you got to fight. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, so what it is is... Uh, I had I had been isolated away from everything I knew and I had been immersed in scripture and all these things and it really really challenged me to a place that I've never been challenged before. Not only was I going through physical withdrawals from from opiates and heroin um and 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 um and mental withdrawals from crack cocaine, I was going through I I, I was going through a spiritual battle that I had never encountered before because and I was telling Sean this before, the drugs weren't the problem. You know, it was like God had to clean the drugs up out of me first so I could address like the real messed up things that were wrong with me. Once the drugs were out of my system, I was like, wow, I'm still a messed up person. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing that we're afraid to uh, to deal with in the world. Um, do you want to talk about Matthew McConaughey first before we dive? Yeah, apart? yeah, sure. OK, so Matthew McConaughey went to the White House. OK. And listen, I like once again, I don't agree with a lot of the things he says, but I, I think he did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I believe it was genuine. Um, you One know, thing how- that I did said that that I really like was he said this is not a party issue where no. a lot of people make it like, oh, it's, it's the left. It's the right. It's the Democrat. It's the conservative. It's really not a party issue. Well, that's good because I don't party anymore. <laughs> yeah. Neither so I just yeah. Washington. Neither does Washington. So this is Matthew McConaughey. Are you, are you, hooked, are you hooked oh, up? Hold on one second. Am Come I hooked on, up? Come on, man. Come on, I am hooked up. I thought I was. 
I thought I was. Okay, so anyway, we're gonna um, we're gonna we're gonna run that back. Run that back. I'm just uh, um, I'm just all over the place. Where where is this? Where on earth is your? Oh, there it is. Can okay. we just talk about? It? Yeah, well, well, he's, well, he's got the, he's got a clip he wanted to play. Well, yeah, I just want to play a little bit of it. Of these Sorry lives matter. My uh, like uh, wife and I, uh, my wife and I, Camilla, we spent most of last week on the ground with the families in Uvalde, Texas. We shared stories, tears, and memories. The, uh, the common thread, independent of the anger and the confusion and sadness, it, like it was this. the same. How can these families continue to honor these deaths by keeping the dreams of these children and teachers alive? Again, how can a loss of these lives matter? Okay. So I think I think starting off right there, like that, like how can a loss of these lives matter? That's not something that most politicians are addressing right now. I think they're saying is they're saying, okay, something happened. How could I use it to boost my platform? They're not asking themselves the question of what 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 can come out of this that can be beautiful. That well, what can he be. said that was so profound was Instead of looking at re-election, how about you look at the people and what they need? Well, yeah. Something to that effect, he said in the speech. Yeah. And I, my head went back. Like He called them out. He said, both sides, you need to stop doing things for re-election and do your jobs. Well, right. That should and be. he's speaking on the, the, the uh, upcoming, well, the upcoming well, elections in November because tr- you know, each side is taking um, some – something on their something and and using it towards the election you know and i just think i just think it's 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 really incredible that i've watched that and i just have this urge to buy a lincoln right now (laughs) so right (laughs) all right so so on that note on that note note, on that note so um addiction addiction okay uh the 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 definition i looked up and you know, I got the etymology of the word of addiction. It's derived from a Latin term uh, for enslaved or bound to. Awesome. Hi, Sandy. Hey, Sandy. And actually, in uh, Roman law, to be addicted or addiction was a person that became enslaved through a court ruling. So you were judged about whatever happened. You were judged and you became enslaved to something or someone or you had to do something to live out your term for that court ruling. Yeah, well, interesting enough, the language, uh, and this is the important thing that we were talking about, the war on words, is the language is, uh, is, is really, really important when you look at the original core meaning of it. Um, being chained to something, uh, having, having an addiction issue is a type of enslavement. It's almost like biblically what we call a stronghold. Or, or uh, where many times it's mentioned you're a slave to sin. Absolutely. And, um, and, I, listen, being there, it's 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 not a good thing. Um, I I lived it uh, hardcore, and the one thing that I remember was um, it's just constantly saying to myself, like, "Well, I'll get to it later. I'll I'll figure it out tomorrow." Or I can't let anybody know. Listen, when you are immersed in sin, trust me, everybody knows. Everybody. Yeah. Your pastor knows. Your friends know. Your family knows. Even the people that don't want to admit it know. Yeah. You know, you're not fooling anybody. Well, when we look at also addiction, um, we look at things like um, alcoholism, mm. um, sex addiction, drug addiction, food addiction, um, porn, pornography, pornography, food addiction. You know, uh, you know things like that. And, and those, I think that those are like just the symptoms of a root problem with your heart, 
which is sin, you know, absolutely, and and you become uh, bound to or enslaved to that particular addiction. And even nowadays, where where addiction is becoming um, more prevalent, even in technology. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's video games or or just well, there your is phone a new or, classification for that. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's it's a video game addiction classification. It's a new thing. Really? You know? Yeah. And yeah. It's, and it's actually serious because what winds up happening, like any other addiction, is um, you 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 go for the dopamine rush. You go for uh, the the feeling of achievement. So, for example, like you get a little kid excitement yeah. excitement. You get a little kid who's not very social. Where does he get his gratification from? He get he gets it from achieving a certain level or or upgrading or anything like like like. Oh, I that's love interesting. Games. Yeah. You know. So so what they did is they actually it's not classified as like a substance abuse. Uh, abuse um, addiction but it is a classified addiction now gaming addiction yeah well you know in our realm of our worldview christian worldview that's anything that's other than god and you putting an idol in front of it so if you if if you decide to put anything above him you know and and you do that more than you try to to seek his knowledge we were talking about this earlier where where the bible talks about the the partition in your mind that you could be double-minded and that partition in your mind is is one side is that addiction or that sin and the other side is uh the mind of christ and and not sometimes that that partition you get stuck inside that other part and yes and you can't allow god to take over the largest areas of your mind because you're so filled with the, with the things that are just just desires that 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 you crave due to the carnal carnal nature of you of you yeah. yeah and it's and it's really interesting because um a lot of people like like we can discuss like the language quickly on um on what that means to to, to have an idol uh to put that against god to 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 not have um god as your primary thing i mean it seems boring to a lot of people and um and it's really not and and here's the reason why um so when you put god first before all your other thoughts what that means is that that usually the things that we gravitate towards are the things that are the most unhealthy for us uh it's it's the things that get us stuck in strongholds and uh and really do no pun intended have a stronghold on every single activity you do in your daily life because you start planning your life around these things instead of living life and running into new things happening right and that partition that that I consider like a wall. It's a wall that's built up. It's fortified with that sin or fortified with those thoughts. And like you said, it becomes a stronghold. So in, uh, I just wanted to read real quick in, in second Corinthians 10, that's, you know, where we get this from. It says, I beg of you that when I am present, I am not, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against someone who suspects us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience with our obedience is com- when our be- obedience is complete. So those are yeah, the, yeah. Let's say break that down because yeah, that's a lot. That's imagine. a lot because that's that's the str- the stronghold is preventing us uh, from the knowledge of God. So um, 
we go to church on Sunday, we get a good word, you know, it, it, it's, you know, for that one day, it stays with us. If we don't continue in that word during the week, that's, that stronghold that's in our mind is, is stronger. We, we don't allow the word of God to penetrate that so that our knowledge of God increases. And that takes obedience. And that takes the obedience of what we heard and then applying that during the week. A lot of times we go to church and that's the only word of God we get. And during the week, that other stronghold, which is always going to be in our, in our minds in in our, you know, flesh, it, 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 it's you give that more time than you give actually uh, the word and listening to the meaning behind it. Right. And that's like, so that's like when the Bible says, uh, uh, I believe that's in Proverbs, when a double-minded man is unstable in all of his yeah. ways. Yep. It's such an important passage because, um, because let's think about what it is to be double-minded. Um, I want to, uh, I want to become a swimmer, but I hate the water. <laughs> Well, you're going to have to figure something out. You know, being double-minded uh, is, is a wild thing because I was double-minded. I thought that I could, um, I could get high but still have a normal life. I thought I could be a bad person but still have a good life. Like, and, and those things never worked out. And, uh, I mean, listen, you, affili- you wind up affiliating with people that don't have, their best, uh, that don't have the best um, intent for you. And a person's intent towards you really reflects in the things that they show. And you refuse to even pay attention to that when you prioritize something like drugs or, or whatever type of addiction is over that. Well, you know yeah. I mean? So so one of the ways to free ourselves from that stronghold, uh, Jesus mentions in John 8, he says that if you continue in my word, this was saying when you're at church, you get the word. If you're not continuing in his word, it says, if you, if you continue my word, then you will tru- truly be my disciples of mine and you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Right. And then if you go down to 34, it says, I say, uh, say truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does not remain in the house forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's something else. Yeah. So, so, you know, you continuing in that, how do you set yourself free from being a slave to your addiction? How do you, how do you, how can you be free from that double mindedness that is set in your mind? Because it's always going to be there. It's just those, those chains that are binding you can be free if you seek the truth. Absolutely. Example. Any examples? Not this minute. I'm just listening. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. So it's if you seek the truth. So and it's it's. He said, if you seek my word, and that word is growing in the knowledge of Christ and knowledge All right. of God. Well, talking about. I mean, I'm not that new of a convert, but I'm I'm decently uh, new enough to know uh, to remember exactly what that felt like. Right. Because I didn't want to do it, but I was also surrounded by people who did it, and. Um, and I was constantly surrounded by people who, who lived it. I mean, they were, myself included, everybody says like, oh, this is brainwashing. And past used to say, like, you need to have your brain washed. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, like, right, right. It's kind of a it weird is, way to put it. It's a weird it, way to put like, it, but it, it's right. That's one thing that a lot of people when I spoke to is you're being brainwashed. You're being, you know, indoctrinated. Uh, it's you like, know. I'm glad I've been being, I've been brainwashed my whole life to yeah. believing that I was purposeless, 
that nothing I did had a point to it, that everything was random. Right. So what makes this any different? You know? I mean, do, do you ever go through this? I mean, as a Christian, we go through our ups and downs. Of course. And, and you know, you're, you're new as a Christian, but not that new where you probably haven't uh, experienced this. But when you stay away from God's word or stay away from... Oh, uh, things uh, go downhill. Th- th- you know it. It starts happening. You feel it. You know, like starvation. Those things, those yeah. things start resurfacing. Exactly. So it's kind of like a war going on, right? And then the enemy starts getting a foothold. It's called a foothold. Your attitude it, changes yeah, and, and, everything. And, 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 it, and once they start getting a foothold, you're fighting back. And like, what does the Bible say? It's not a, it's not a physical war. That no, it's, a, with it's, it's not a battle of flesh and bone. It's, yeah. a, it's a spiritual battle. Like, but it um, can affect you physically. Definitely. Oh, it can. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah, it can. Yeah. I feel like, um, like when I'm not, uh, like, when I start getting uh, addicted to certain things in my everyday life, like the little things, and I want to do them more, and I know it's taking me away from the one thing that saved me, I immediately feel shame. And yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I just don't think you should stay that's there. That's conviction, yeah. You know? And um, so, like, so like, for example, um, like, so there's there's physical elements to addiction as well as there uh as well as there are spiritual because it's what we're talking about the battle between the flesh and the spirit but um but like our brains like god designed our brains he hardwired us um to to live and and to pursue certain things in life and the only way he could have done that is to wire our brains the way he did like um like for example um like sex addiction comes from a basic need to reproduce to connect with someone physically in the most intimate way possible. This is not something that's random. You know, it's just what happens when you when you you separate yourself from the intent versus something that is self-gratifying momentarily. Right. Like anything temporarily gratifying is a problem because it's only going to suit you for the moment and there's nothing uh, in longevity that seems like an actual real reason to, to do it right that pleasure that that it's just like in sex addiction it, it, that pleasure that momentary pleasure is similar to drugs you know or or alcohol it's that 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 momentary pleasure that you're getting because you feel like it's going to uh, eliminate your anxiety or your stress or take the edge off somehow just from yeah. ev- the world right yeah you yeah. see you seek it in that moment yeah and you seek it in the moment due to uh the physicalities of your design like some people will say like oh the reason why we do the things we are it's just chemicals well yeah we're we're trapped in a in a meat suit of course we're, there's going to be things that are that are explainable and i love and i love it because people always try to separate god from science mm. when god is the creator of science that's that's like the perfect picture of the beginning like we talked about it before genesis yeah the garden right the yeah. garden it's the perfect picture of that because god created these things to be glorifying to him to be wonderful for us to experience wonderful things in our bodies and 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 feel these ways but we took it and and we distorted and it and we corrupted it so yeah. every day we come in contact with the knowledge of good and evil uh we were talking about it in respects to being children growing up and when you become accountable to what you know the knowledge about good and evil but the fact is the story is not just that moment 
it's actually symbolic to every single encounter we have in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Once you decide to know the other side of something that is good, you're going to wrestle with it. And it's very important that you learn how to wrestle if you're going to, um, to, to intervene in the plan with that. Right. Like, so by Eve, for example, by, by Eve being tempted and taking the fruit, um, don't you think like we all say, Oh wow. Okay. Well, it can't be that bad. And it sounds just like what God said. So like, it can't be bad. Yeah, it can't be bad. It's, it's not bad right now, but it can become bad once you obsess over it. It can become bad once uh, once you discover that there is a bad part of it. And it's I mean, that's how that's how drugs start, right? That's how I started with yeah, that. Yeah, hey, it can't be that bad. Yeah. I can handle it. Yeah. We can be addicted to good things, too. Oh, that's, yeah. That's God's then, plan, then, yeah. But, but, then, but then we could take them too far, which becomes a bad thing. It's I like agree. eating. Eating. One of one of my favorite things to do lately. Well, even yeah. exercise. Yeah. Even exercise. Exercise you can is become great, addic- but people become so addicted to exercise, they, they that's their life. That's yeah. why I said it's a form of idolatry. You take that instead of seeking God and you put that above it. Well, you see, and that's the constant renewal of our minds point right there. I think like if if I find myself like I've been um, not eating too much, but eating unhealthily and stuff like that. So now I have to start working out. I have to change my diet. I don't want to trade one addiction for another. It was funny because when I went away, uh, one of the things they had in the house was like, listen, you get one cup of coffee. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I need at least two. I'm like, man, this is all I got. <laughs> right. This is all I got, man. Like, coffee. You're going to take that You've away You've never from been me? to a Baptist and church. they were like, no. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. The mad coffee. Yeah, mad church. coffee. But uh, but, but like, but that was the thing. I was like, man, coffee too, like just string me up by the neck. But the whole point was like, listen, listen, don't try to don't try to sneak another cup of coffee. Don't mm. try to sneak anything. They were trying to teach us something. Right. That that's a dope fiend mentality. And me being a person who was there, I said, wow, you know, well, well, that makes sense. So it's. So it's a rough thing, like, and it's crazy because there's so many people out there right now that are going through what I went through, and they just, and I remember thinking that, like, like there's no way I'm going to get out of this. There's no way I can end this without destroying, without, without literally letting, I have to let go of every single thing around me, and that's exactly what you have to do. You have to take the things that you are holding more valuable than what God has given you, and you have to free yourself of it if you yeah. ever want to truly be at peace. I mean, that's free. what Jesus says. He says, you know, by my word, you know, and the truth shall set you free. And not the truth that we say is not like, your truth. Not your truth. The truth. Not, the truth. What yeah. what is actually true, you know, and then and then that changes you. That changed me, you know, where you, you see it and you're like, and it's con- and it's a continual thing. Yeah, and that's what I love. When people come up to me, they're like, they're like, that was you? I'm like, yeah, that was me. I can't see you that way. I'm like, that's Jesus, man. Yeah. That's what it's that's all about. That's who you're seeing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like, you're yeah. not just seeing this extremely round middle on me. No. Yeah. You're seeing something way better than that right, right now. You're seeing Jesus, you know? <laughs> but like, but but that's the thing. And, and I didn't realize it was him until after it had been done. Yeah. I looked back at my life and I was like, wow, I remember being in this situation. Why did I make it out of it? I remember being around bullets being fired i remember being um just being involved in in violent acts drug dealing mm-hmm. like um 
like like you name it and um and I had to come to an understanding that I can't I can't do bad things and expect good outcomes and this is the problem with society today which which makes addiction so difficult I mean even internet addiction like you want to be you want to get likes. It's actually proven that the like button and the hearts that pop up on the internet, that those release dopamine. Yeah, I could see that because even like a movie, you watch a movie and, and you get, you know, where your movie, what makes you cry or makes you so happy. And, you know, like, you know, I'm a, I love watching movies. So it's like, you know, you go through the emotions of it, you know, and I'm an emotional guy. I, uh, you know, ever since Christ touched my life, I've been an emotional guy. I'll hear something. We were at an award ceremony last night and, um, it was actually not award ceremony. It was uh, my daughter doing scholarships, but they, they were doing scholarships in memory of people. And some of the people that they were talking about, I was just like, Man, I just started getting like choked up, and I was like, just like, "They did great they, things." Yeah, they did good. Yeah, <laughs> I and, love hearing that. Yeah, stuff. that's and it, and it felt good. But uh, yeah, but even though even hearing things or smelling something, yeah, you get that. And you let know? me tell you. So the first like I I went through withdrawals uh, for like 40, 41 days, I think it was, and um, I remember like bumping into one of the guys in the program I was in when my wife was there, and he was like, "Yo." He would be up. He would. He was crying like every day for like three weeks, and I ne- I never forget it. I was like, "What is going on with me?" Right. Like I was withdrawing, and then, but yet there's these strangers, these people I don't know, coming up to my bed at night while I'm shaking and laying hands on me and praying over me. And even though I didn't believe at the moment, I was just like, "Like, why would they do this?" Because they were doing what they were supposed to do. They were imitating Christ. They were saying, like, this yeah. is the guy I want to be more like. This is the guy I think you should be like. So even if you, even if I don't know you, I'm going to show you that I can care for you and love you anyway. And it touched me so much. I just sat there like, wow. Like, I hurt all these people. Like, these people have no idea the things that I've done. And they're, they're just treating me like I'm just as good as them. And the whole point was like, no, they're treating me because... We're all not good. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, wow, like that, that blew my mind. And I think um, if anybody ever is, is going to watch this, that is going through uh, an addiction and you feel there's no way out, trust me, like let it all go. Anything that you think is worth holding on to, it's not. Like, and trust me, I let go of a lot. You know, yeah. I let go of like everything, my entire life, everything that I had quote unquote built. I literally just left it to the winds and went away. And Because I think that's a great um, analogy for contentment, right? So, you know, when we can be free of our addictions is knowing that we can be content uh, whether we have or we don't have or whether, you know, we, our circumstances are great or they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Being content in those times, we can defeat those urges and those temptations of those addictive uh, tendencies. I want to go into something we talked about earlier. Talking about all the addiction and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You had a, you had a drug issues. Yes. I had, I had alcohol issues before going into the military. Yeah. Um, You've had issues. I have a lot of, well, I had Um, all three. Did you? (laughs) I had all of them. Yeah, all the issues. I had all those issues. But, But you can't, Fixing those, like we talked about earlier, fixing those is like fixing the leaves on a plant, which a plant doesn't get healed by fixing the leaves. Yeah. It gets healed from the root up. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So if the root's not healthy, the whole thing's going to die anyway. You can have yeah. nicest leaves in the world. The whole thing's just going to fall over. Yeah. So I think people need to understand what you saw when they prayed over you was hope. Yeah. You saw hope. Because you have one thing. You have despair on one side and hope on the other. So despair brings you down that path Yeah. where hope can open you up to a different path. Because you can't have the healing without the sight of hope. Yeah. And you're, you're that's right where us that. as Christians give them a glimpse of the hope we have in us, yeah. in, in us for Jesus. Because nobody's going to just stop doing drugs and, and think that it's going to work and last. Because it's still, they could stop the drugs, but there's something else is going to take over. Definitely. Until they have Definitely. hope and get that root, the root issues, whether it's. Um, it's identity, it's pride. Correct. It's right. those deep, deep issues, issues yeah. those deep ones. And it, until you, and the thing is, you got to be honest Accept with yourself issues, yeah. and understand, okay, yeah, this is my issue. No, it's just because the world says it's good. Well, that's No, it's my problem. It is a problem. Yeah. And I recognize it's a problem. And that's the first step is recognizing you actually have an issue and not just saying, nah, everybody does it. Yeah, and when you truly, you know what, and, and you hit it right on the head, is that you're giving people a glimpse of hope that they don't have. And that's what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And, and ironically enough, like those core issues, like I realized that it was easier for me to do drugs than realize that I was insecure. It was easier for me to get high than it was to realize that I had severe acceptance issues and that I was holding on to things that I had no business holding on to, like being bullied. I had no business holding on to that. That stuff happened so long ago. And like, and finally, when I came, uh, and I love how we constantly say, like, when I came to the knowledge of Christ, you know. Yeah, that's the, what know, it is. You know, to the knowledge of Christ, what that means is the knowledge of of understanding human nature is that these people did things to me that that they only do because we're all equally as Evil. messed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so what wind up happening was I started to understand, like, man, this person, the only reason why they did it did that is because they're hurting they're sad and then i started to feel bad for them and i was like wow like this person did something so terrible to me only because the truth was just never explained to him he was never told that um that he didn't have to act this way that that's not how a man acted you know this girl didn't reject me because i was less this girl rejected me because she was sick and she was taught that her body was her only asset yeah that her value wasn't held in her creator Right. You know what I mean? And then I started to understand, like, wow. So when I came home and I looked around, I started seeing people's faces. I was like, you're sad. You're depressed. It's like putting on you're those sad. glasses, right? Like, I saw, like, yeah. like walking around, you have these glasses on now that you can, you kind of see it where it's like, wow. You know? Well, yeah, hence the word uh, from a biblical lens. Lens, yeah. You know, or through the lens of Christ, like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... F- Flip the view just a slight bit. I love it when you do that. Flip it, Ray. Flip, flip it. it. Flip I'm gonna it. Flip the, I'm going to flip the flapjack. <laughs> oh, now you're making me hungry, man. Flip the flapjack. Don't start talking so, about pancakes. Some people that have addictions and and or idols or um, to, to, to that extent, mm-hmm. some people it comes from them being hurt physically, emotionally, physically, maybe all three of them. Uh, abused by parents. Denial. Uh, like people being denied. Very uh, abused. Yeah. Yeah. Very bullied. Yeah. And there's things. And then we find 
a place because we don't have hope. Yeah. So we find a, an outlet ourselves and normally get sucked into an outlet thinking that will cover up and the pain and suffering. Yeah. So not everybody... It, it, not everybody just goes out and looks go to be a drug dealer. Done, but I, yeah, you just brought up something so great. So not everybody's yeah. not everybody's woke up one day and said, you know, I can't wait to be a drug, a, a drug abuser today or an alcoholic or a sex addict or I can't wait to just watch all the porn in the world. Yeah. Things sometimes happen in your life towards you that maybe you weren't the aggressor. Maybe you weren't the one actually sitting at the time, but then you get caught up mm-hmm. because you got hurt so bad and you don't know where to go or how to handle, so you do what you think society's telling you That's to what treat I was about yourself. Saying. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's, it's the, the right same thing hand. that was done and to now you. Now you're now in a double ditched hole because yeah. not only did somebody hurt you, and you're not healed from that that major root issue, as we we're talking about that heart issue, the thing that's punished. That's you. not how you choke a microphone, right? <laughs> So about, that was a good about, sound think effect. Think about though. like like um like people that are abused as children. Well, sexually. that's what I was going to yeah. say. And they yeah. end up a lot of them end up falling into categories and you become, of doing stuff that makes them when you really get down to the nuts and bolts of it, they're not happy. They're miserable because they become that addicted rude to issue, abuse. Correct. Yeah. And they even abuse themselves now Absolutely. at this point. And sometimes even become abusers to others. That right. becomes the normal, it's yes. because they don't have that vision of hope to come out of that pit. That because they full. still feel helpless in the Correct. face of their, their right. prior abuse. Yeah. Right, and they don't see the truth. Yes. Well, most importantly, and, I, and it's funny because like in human nature, like we're, we have been designed a certain way to experience these things, to be able to overcome them through God, which I think is really important. But what winds up happening is like, you'll find like, like for example, I I know some of the manliest men that become more submissive sexually in their relationships because it's the only place they can show vulnerability because they're actually terrified to do that in public in fear of people not accepting them. And that's a really, really spinning that's a really crazy spin of a place to be in because you you know here it is you you get this gift uh from god this this gift of connection through god and you're using it as an outlet to uh to to display something that you fear displaying in your everyday life and and as christians we know submission is key you know, yeah, um, actually, that's the, the obedience. That's, that's the obedience that we're talking about. The guy I don't have all the information, <clears throat> but the guy that's coming to my uh, that's coming to the next men's group. He wrote a book, and it's called um, "Never." I, I believe it's "Never Quit, Always, um, Always Surrender." Hmm. You know, yeah. he's a Christian jujitsu. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't, I was not prepared for this. I that's all right. No, but he's really awesome. Right. He's he's coming to our church to, uh, for the men's group. Oh, nice. And uh, he's an international jujitsu champion, hmm. and. Um, phenomenal phenomenal testimony like wait like wait till you hear this guy's stuff it's incredible nice but i, I think that's important submission um and be and, and having the right outlet to express submission because most men don't have i mean women too excuse me i don't mean to exclude um women as well human beings in general sometimes we don't have a correct outlet to express where we want to be submissive because we're scared to submit to our weaknesses when we, what, yeah. what we should do is lay him at the lay, cross. Lay him at the cross, yeah. And that's what we were talking about before, about uh, obedience to the word. 
hearing it and being obedient. Which being submissive, yeah. being submissive to 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 God is being obedient. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. Like, that's the challenge of our walk. But that's the part that also no one ever said was going to be easy. No, it's actually, it's very hard. Yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's crazy. So, like, as far as, like, addiction goes, um, I think that's why the conversation as broad as it is is, is really important. Like, so, um, like, when you're talking about different types of, uh, of addictions, you have to understand how our how our personality like looks towards certain things like because everybody has their own personality their own qualities their own defects and stuff like that and we all have to work within our own boundaries and it's all unique in that sense but the cer- certain things that are not unique are is how uh, God designed our bodies so I was talking before about the like uh, dopamine right so there's a so dopamine is one thing that we go after but for example um, I think that's the uh, the largest yeah. Um, that's the largest factor, factor uh, of hormonally of addictive, yeah, yeah, addictive personality. But, uh, but also, what works hand in hand with that is something called glutamate. So, what glutamate does is glutamate um, it, it 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 seeks patterns. Like it's the one chemical that that and that pushes you to seek patterns. So, in gambling addictions, what winds up happening happening is uh, there's no gambling in random things that are happening, but yet you're searching for it. So that 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 chemical creates a desire to find a pattern in something that doesn't have a pattern, which is also part and parcel to our, our, our design as that be video games people. too. That's also yeah, video, video games, games too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, creative people in general, uh, we search for patterns that in places that don't have patterns. And then we start thinking uh, incorrectly due to not finding any equation about it. And what I mean by that is like, um, like uh, like artists, for example, like I'm an artist, like I, I, I paint and stuff. Well, I haven't painted, but you, you get what I'm saying. Um, you know, like we look for, <laughs> you, have you ever been to an art, art, uh, an art exhibit? Yeah. It's crazy. Like a lot of it is just like, a lot of it is crap. I'm not going to lie <laughs> because like, it's like somebody will splatter an element that was probably not meant to be on canvas and people will go up to it and it's like, yeah. I just feel like it's safe. You know what? Which ones I like? <laughs> I like is when they take the objects and they set them in such a way that you see it, but when you just move, it it's now something those different. I those that, drive me nuts. That, that takes insane. a lot. That takes a lot of work. You know who I like if we're gonna talk about art. Okay. The landscapes, like someone like Bob Ross. The big guy, the big uh, afro, and the happy yeah, Bob. face. Bob, you just have to say his name. You yeah, don't even Bob have to Ross. Yeah, you say Bob Ross. Right? We know Afro. But, but he 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 could see what God put on this beautiful earth, little trees. and then put it on a canvas and say he was an army guy like this. you too. You know that, right? Yeah, he was yeah. actually a special ops guy as well. He was special. <laughs> That's he's why like, he saw beautiful trees. He's like, and beautiful. I've seen way too many rifles, so, daggers, yeah. knives. But art is a great expression, yeah. uh, and and it's a good way to. And it's to, important to, to yeah, society. Very, yeah, I think important. artists play a major role in society. The problem is, I think intellects overdo it. Yeah, that you know? that, and I think. Um, you know, a lot of artists um, are very hard on themselves. Yeah, I think the academics are getting, like, overly artistic in thought. And I think when you start creating um, irrational trains of thought and you start seeing them as truth, I think that's dangerous. You know? Yeah. We've had thousands of years... Of messing up? Of, of people trying to reinvent truth over and over again. And there's one truth to everything 
There yeah. is. It's just there's the truth and there's everything else. And everybody keeps trying to reinvent the wheel. It's kind of like I'm going to make an analogy that's funny about this. It makes me it makes me think of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when they go to Land Misfit Toys be and nice the choo-choo train with the triangle wheels. All right? That's what humans do. They make the triangle wheels and go, oh, this Why is Why did you remember Instead, that? <laughs> because, because that's us as humans. Like, no, we, no. Now, like, look at all the things that we're warping in today's world as truth. This is such a great it's point. Us, yeah. That's why I like having It's Ray us around. putting triangle wheels on and going, no, no, that's better. Okay. When the round wheel has always been the right one truth wheel. Okay. We try other shapes. So let's talk. There's got to be a better wheel. Yeah. So let's talk about our triangle <laughs> wheels. Okay. So in the sense of of um, of seeking things that give you momentary gratification versus what God's word offers you is the long term solution, solution right? to yeah. joy in your life. The triangle wheels of my life came from the things that I asked from God. Yeah. And, and here's what I mean by that. Hmm. I had a conversation with a pastor upstate, and uh, he says, wow, man, he's like, you know, your story is pretty crazy. And I was like, you know why it's crazy? Because I asked God for the Chinese food of words. He said, what? I said, my prayer was, was like Chinese food. And then he looked at me because he kind of knew where I was going. I was like, it filled me up for a half an hour, and then I was hungry again. I never asked God for anything that was permanent. Right. Like I would ask God, oh God, just get me through this night. God, get me enough to get high through this night. God, give me enough for tomorrow. Let me get through this week so nobody mm. finds out. Don't let these people see me now. I never said, God, give me what I, what I really just, need and not what I want what, long term. Right, right. If I had asked him for the truth, I would have gotten it. Because I, rem I recall in so many instances. You didn't want the truth. No, I didn't want the truth. That's I what was it was. I was able to get yeah. Large amounts of money to get drugs on a regular basis, but I never asked him for the solution. So why would I get it? We 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 don't receive because we don't ask. ask. Yeah, it says that in James. Am I correct? Yeah, uh, is that James? I believe that's James. It might be, but no, I think Jesus, Jesus said Jesus that. Jesus said it. Jesus said, I think you know, John, knock book and of John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is it John? Sorry, yeah. I was one of the J's. You know what I mean? It was either Jesus, James. There or might John. be another piece <laughs> in James somewhere where it talks yeah. similar. Yeah, to I, that. I believe it yeah. does. But um, but but that, and like you know, when I read that, it resonated with me because I was like, here I was, um, going through withdrawals and parking lots, shaking it out in a concrete room in the middle of the worst place I could possibly be, surrounded mm -hmm. by people I should not have been around. You know, and, and I never asked him for anything that was a solution. I only asked him for temporary fixes. Like, for example, I never asked him to put me around better people because I didn't want to be around better people because being around the people that were using like I was, I always had somebody to compare myself to. Well, I have... Um, I have more teeth or I have, you know, like, um, more no, weight. seriously, like no, yeah, yeah, more yeah. weight or, or, you know what I mean? Like I remember like, I'm not as bad as you. I exactly. Cause I would spend so much money on drugs. It got to a point where it was so bad to maintain my habit costed me so much that I would substitute drugs for food. So I would get these small meals that I could have like cereal, peanut butter and jelly. And you cannot live on that. And me. I think, and I think right now that's why the fentanyl is so bad is because it's so much cheaper People can, but it's a faster it's high. A, it's too. a faster high. It, it goes away yeah. a lot faster. That's why it's so, so dangerous. More, even it's, faster. It's so, so dangerous. It's cheaper for a reason. It's cheaper because you get high, you get sick faster, and you got to go back for more. It's nothing like the real thing. Yeah. Let's just show how sick our society is. I'm going to pause on this. Here. Okay. Our state, New York, wants to set up, and they have some places 
where you can go and you could shoot your heroin. I saw that. I safely. Saw that. And they your heroin. It. This Th- isn't a joint, which is you know still drugs. Did you see the ad? But you can go shoot heroin. You could do crystal meth. You could do coke. Even lines. Did you see the and ad? And they'll monitor you. And if you OD, they're there with the stuff to bring you back. So here's the thing. In the ad, it hmm. said like, basically, don't be ashamed. Just do it right. Do it right, yeah. Do it right. And I think that you touches on... No great Where's the hope yeah. in that? Well, that touches also on on uh, that and and contentment because you're, you're, you're giving... It's kind of like... It's kind of like if you always use uh, GPS to find where you're going to go, if you never have it, you never know where you're going, you know? So yeah. you, you, if, if, if you're going to give people these opportunities, they're never going to know the, the true meaning of contentment because yeah. just, it's just going to be you finding that next high or yeah. ne- the next thing. Well, the high you know? is symbolic of our, of our mm-hmm. attitudes towards everything else like it's 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 very easy to be unchallenged like withdrawing is very uncomfortable because it's one of the hardest challenges to go through it's long term but your environment is important like i remember there were people saying things like oh well make sure you do it when it's warm if you want to quit it or what you know yeah there's a criteria yeah like no like there's no there's no um your best environment that you could have is being surrounded by people that are going to be honest to you, truthful, right, and truthful. Yeah, well, there like, is there is a physical side to this. Oh, definitely. As well, on on any oh, yeah. of these because of our chemical reactions within our body. But nothing's more powerful. But nothing's more powerful than the Word of God and Christ. No, no. But I don't want people to misunderstand no, no, what we're no, saying. No, that, right? No, that God's no. Ins- well, God can do this. No, but in I, that's most not what cases, I'm saying. He doesn't instantaneously go. Delivered. Okay, no, what I'm saying is what he, what he was saying is like, you know, surrounding yourself with people. Sometimes what we do is say, you know what, there's got to be a, a right time for me to come to God. It's got to, I, I have to go fix myself. The time is now. I, I, I have to, you know, <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, there's, there's, you should That's do it Sean now. That's what Sean told me. No, no, you no told I wasn't me even that. going into what you were saying there. No, no but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So like I, like I said, I went through 41 days, right? So I'm talking sweat, night sweat, pools. Shaking, uncontrollable, jerking, felt like my knees were broken. But being surrounded by people that were always like, listen, are you good? You all right? Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right, man. God, you know, like that encouragement, I woke yeah. up with a smile every day. Like what happens to some people, what happened to me was like, uh, so when I was going through that, if I would eat, immediately when I would be finished eating and the nutrients would get in my body, I would immediately go through hardcore withdrawals and get very weak and it was very bad. And I remember going through that, like, when is this going to be over? My skin crawled for like a year. My sense of smell was gone for like, uh, was out of whack for like two years. And I remember going through all these things, but like, you know what though? If I'd had done this earlier, it would have been over by now. I had the four shoulder surgeries and I was probably on enough medication to kill a cow. Yeah. I was on tons of stuff. Yeah. And then with my doctor, we talked about it. I said, look, I'm addicted. And they go, oh, well, you should be addicted. That's what this stuff does. And I said, okay. Wow. They said, and they go, no, but the fact that you recognize that means that you're understanding your environment, that you're not looking for a quick high. And I said, well, I, instead of drooling out of the side of my face for the rest of my life, yeah, which I said, you would. Can, can you bring me through a withdrawal plan? 
And we started, they actually had me cutting pills in halves and in quarters. Yeah. And it took me a good six weeks. And it, so See, I wasn't bouncing anything six you said earlier. Weeks? Wow. That's so what great. I was seeing was, you know, for those of you out there that, that may be so deep in and you don't have that hope yet. You know, don't think it's just instantaneously going to just disappear. It's not. No, it it's not. It takes time, and you need the right people around you, and you need to understand the fact that there is an issue, and the only one that can bring you to the other side of that issue is, in fact, Jesus. Amen. That's the only yeah. one. But it's yeah. going to take work from your side because your body, on a lot of these addictions, all different, even sexual addictions, you're going to go through physical, mental, and emotional withdrawals that, that can mentally and physically yeah. stifle it's, it's you. It's similar to, to exercise, which I need, definitely, because yeah, we're I'm, talking definitely about out that. Of, I'm out of shape. But, <laughs> but you know, and it, it, I just hurt my shoulder over the weekend, so I was like, oh, that's another excuse. I just hurt my shoulder, so I can't start working out just yet, you know. But but <laughs> but it's it's the same thing. Like, if, if you're going to uh, want to be healthy... It's going to take work. Yes. If you want to come out of an addiction, it's going to take work. Yes. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take ob- obedience to, to and 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 others around you. Yes. That can help you through that. That's what I was going to say. Pay attention to the people that God puts in your life, yes. right. because those are the first people you push away in addictions. Right. You know, because you don't want that accountability. And listen, it and it's not easy, and it's not going to be nice admitting you know, what you've gone through. But let me tell you, once you've gone through it, you're going to want to tell everybody what you went through. Yeah. And and your story, let me tell you something, you're not going through what you're going through for you. You're going through it because you were created to be something better than you are and you have the potential to help free a lot of people that are going through the same thing because people don't want to hear anything that they can't relate to. Can you give me a boom? If you haven't been there. Give you a boom. That's a boom. <laughs> chicka, chicka. Chicka, that chicka, boom. chicka. That was chicka, one boom. of those deep thoughts right there. Yeah, so, boom. so like, so, and God has a plan for everyone. And, yeah. and, and once you realize that you are loved, that, that you are cared for, and that, 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 and when you discover that, people are going to turn on you that, that don't want to believe that. Yeah. Listen, the more people that turn on you for it, that's proof that you're going in the right going direction. Going the right direction, yeah. And not only that, some people might see that, you know, it's not going to be some extravagant thing. God, God might not have a plan where you th- what you think it is, but it's it's an eternal impact on yes. someone's life. And you're, it's, yeah. it's eternal impact. So it's not like something where, you know what, God's going to make me famous and I'm going to give my story out to everybody. No, it's going to be that one person that you were meant to meet. It's real. And change that person's life. And yeah. that's all that matters. And most of of all, I like I can guarantee you something right now, 150%. If your life is going down the tubes, if everything that 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 you thought that would make your life better is tearing you apart, I guarantee you right now, you follow God, you do exactly what he says, I guarantee your life will be awesome in no time. Yeah. It's going to take a little time, but I'm telling you, it's going to oh, seem yeah. like no time once it flies by because my life dramatically changed. I, when I had, like, I came home, I had nothing. And I, did, I could not care for, I couldn't care. Like, oh, don't you need this? My wife but was why? like. But why? why is that? Because uh, you're, you were content no matter what. Exactly. My no wife was like, what? do you need a phone? I was like, I don't, I mean, I'm yeah. good. Like, 
I, I don't know. I don't need anything. Like, I, right. I, I don't need it. Yeah. Like, I, I walked in. Like, I purposely came home because I was addicted to drugs. I, per- I came home, and I didn't even handle my money. I gave all my money to my wife at first because I didn't want to... Um, I, I, I didn't want to take any chances. I, didn't, I, that, I learned to not give myself space for error. And you also did that also for those that were around you, not I, to give them the opportunity the, the to worry think something that, do, that, that was going to happen. Exactly. Right. Because their peace of mind was shattered the moment I violated our relationship. Yeah. And you know what? And, you know, if, you've, if, you've, if you're out there and you've made decisions like that and you've hurt people, just understand, like, forgiveness is real. But apologizing is not just for them. It's right. part of you saying, you know what, I recognize that I've done wrong. You can't wait for people to apologize to you to think that you're worthy of God's love. It's already there. Like, there's nothing you can do. It's already been done. All you have to do is just take it. Right, and a part of that, I think, that's what drives us to do those things, to head towards alcohol and drugs and yeah, things like that, because, because we, we have those inner things that we don't want to address. Yeah, so we turn we turn to these things to to kind of mask um, the, those uh, feelings or anxieties or, or you know yeah we run towards we death run to, we, yeah we run towards it you know mm-hmm. it'll That's be there why, don't worry about like it. like it's funny because like like think about the most evil people in history it's this is all like symbolic of our of our nature Hitler didn't promise people glory riches anything he says I promise you struggle and death army built up like that people were ready to follow him because it's in our nature to chase those things but also look how evil the empire was that's that's a standard right there that i don't think anybody should should move towards (laughs) everything is star wars with ray every single thing it is yeah be with you yeah i think uh i think uh, we'll end it there i mean we we, yes we touched on everything um you know i just the one last uh, little button issue that, that we talked about earlier in, in uh, biblical counseling, d- just for everybody to keep in their mind, if you find yourself doing the wrong things to get something, which you know we'd call as Christians sin. Manipulation, yeah. You do something wrong to get it, hmm. or if it's something you want and you don't get it and you do something wrong like react in anger, you flip out, you go steal, whatever it is to get that thing. That is an idol. That is an addiction. When you see yourself one way or the other, whether to get it or whether you don't get it, doing absolutely wrong, that's when you pause and say, okay, I have an issue. That's when you know you're there with that issue. Right. And if you're afraid to confront that issue... Just know you're always going to be afraid to confront it until you confront it. Right, because addiction is the shadow of idolatry. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah, but there is hope. There yes. is hope Amen. in Jesus. There is always hope, and uh, and yes, Jesus can do it. And and second of all, which is underneath that, but still equally important. You could hear that truth Wednesday nights at 8 yes. on Alathea Radio right here on the fabulous show we call Off the Books. I am your host, Cesar Santos. And I am Sean Egan. And that is Raimondo. Raimondo. So we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, we love you tons. Uh, we, we generally uh, hope that uh, that people are being reached. Yeah. And, uh, and listen... Like us, support us. Um, go to church. Yep, go to church. Stuff like Continue that. in his word and then be obedient. Constantly renew your mind. All right, guys. Peace.